0: <laughs> if you already know Drake, or you already been on Drake's TikTok, or his lives, or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to everything culture, with an A, not a die, check out She Gets It pod. All right. I know I'm the one with the little blue me on there. That's me. All right. New season, new season 22, giving y'all encouragement, motivation, and a real insight in the things that I think about on a daily, but I'm saying them out loud to y'all. So check me out on She Gets a Pod on your favorite podcast app, and also find me and the rest of my podcasts on shambypotting.com now i hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture hey drake i'll let you have your mic back now bye When
1: cicely tyson had passed away i remember watching her history Mm. and seeing all the things that she's done the people she's touched all of that and i remember the same thing when maya angelo died and it it was crazy to see their story and where they ended up in the future. And then what they've done, what they've accomplished and what handprints that they made. Cause like everybody could talk, listen, I'm Canadian. And I know Maya Angelou, like you, they they definitely left a staple. So I do believe that, you know, whether our staples are big and loud, like those two women or small and quiet, like me and my little podcast. You know, I think that we're here for a reason. That's my belief about human and life, and 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 we're here to. I think we're also here to just kind of enjoy it, enjoy and be great. Um, what's the word? I guess have some form of gratitude because you know there are people who unfortunately have less than you. So you know, be gracious, enjoy it, enjoy it like it's um. You're taking a ride on the highway. You know, life is a highway. Mm-hmm. Life is a highway. I was about to say,
2: I'm gonna put that behind here. They don't hear me with their copyright, so I got to be careful. I got to be. Yeah, careful. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so
0: the joy of children laughing around you. These are the makings of you. It is true. The making.
2: What's up, good people? It is your host, Mr. D713 with Everything Culture, better known as Drake as well. And we're here with y'all back with another Makings of You. And this morning, this afternoon, this evening, tonight we have Michelle with a shot of melanin. Hey, Michelle, how you doing? Hey, I'm
0: doing great.
2: How are you? I'm, I'm pretty superb. I can't complain. I'm blessed, you know. Happy blessed and
1: highly come. favored.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) We're going to church in a minute. You know, we go to (laughs) evening service now, so it's it's cool. It's cool. I just have to keep up. Um, But thank you for joining us this um, time for this session. We really appreciate it.
1: No problem. I mean, it's only fair. I mean, you guys were on my episode, so might as well introduce you to
2: me. Yes. (laughs) And seriously, I appreciate that. I love the conversation. If y'all haven't checked it out, we had a discussion about council culture. It was with myself, it was Michelle, um, once again, a shot of melanin. It was Shan, as well as Greg, and both Shan and Greg with Laugh Mouth Stereo. And, you know, the rest of the podcast is out there, but we ain't going to go through all that right now. We're talking yeah. about Michelle, Mimi, you know, a shot of melanin, ASOM, I believe that's what we call it. So, A-S-O-M. I, you, know, <laughs> so you listen to the Makers of You, so you know a little bit yeah. about it. Okay. Yeah. Once again, I want you to understand this is your show. Right. Hey, how we doing we rocking with you. I'm going to ask you a series of questions to get to know you a little bit more. Um, you can say yes, no, I don't know. You can answer them thoroughly. You can just be as brief as you want to be. But once again, we really, really appreciate your responses for this. So we're going to get to the first question.
1: All right, let's go.
2: So, Michelle, how would you define yourself?
1: ah i am energetic i am charismatic and very friendly i define myself as um somebody who's always looking for conversations to talk get to know things understand so i'm a little bit of a curious person i'm cautious as well um But I think ultimately, overall, if people were to say who's Michelle, like what's one word to describe Michelle, they would say fun.
2: Okay, love it, love it. So what cultures do you represent?
1: So I represent, well, I'm Canadian, born and raised, um, but both of my parents are from the island of Jamaica. So that would make me first generation Canadian coming from... um, two Jamaican um, parents. So I identify as both Canadian and Jamaican, but I'm not going to lie. I kind of gravitate more to the Jamaican side, (laughs) (laughs) but I I identify with both.
2: All right. Okay. Okay. So you kind of say where where exactly are you from? Where do you represent?
1: So I'm born originally in Montreal. So in the province of Quebec. So you see how the uh, United States has states. Well in Canada we have provinces. And so I'm from the province of Quebec, which is primarily French. So we oui, Francais. suis bilingue. So yes, I speak French. I'm bilingual. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> I also speak patois because of my parents. So
0: okay,
1: okay. <laughs> So in Quebec you have to learn French. It's not even a, a question, it's something that you have to learn French. And uh, I found love in Montreal. Love was what brought me here to the city of Toronto. I had met my um, my now fiancé um, at uh, a club. Yes, you can find love in a club.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And um, he was originally from Toronto. Um, me being from Montreal, we just kind of dated long distance. And so now I am stationed in Toronto. All
0: right. Hey. Which is
1: Ontario, the province of Ontario. Yes, before I forget that.
2: Okay, okay, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Okay. Yes. Right. So... No one's seeing me from the south. Um, would you like to share your age with us?
1: I am the golden age of 33.
2: <laughs> As of
1: this episode, I am 33.
2: <laughs> love it. Love it. Patrick Ewing in here. That's the yeah. Okay. What's your sign?
1: I am a Virgo.
2: Virgo. Virgo is that sept- uh, September?
1: August, September. Okay. August, September, but I'm September. Born in September. Around. So very analytical, we overthink a lot, can be very critical. Uh, so I have my moments.
2: <laughs> but y'all, y'all well, you know, the ones I know kind of quiet and you seem kind of quiet at the time, but would you get going, you get comfortable? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. How would you define your childhood and your upbringing?
1: Mm, okay. Um... You know, looking back at it as an adult and as a mother, I would say that I had a I had a good childhood. But if you're talking to Michelle at that age, she'd probably say that she hated her childhood. And, and I say that because of the way I was raised. And so my parents are coming from the island of Jamaica where there's not much opportunities and now they have children. And so they want them to strive for perfection. Mm. And so a lot of it was uh, heavily focused on academics and making sure that um, I was performing well in that category. So I mean, like, while kids were going to summer camp, I was going to summer school. Mm. So as a kid, I'm sure that's not fun. Like you just finished school and you're going to summer school. So um, I would say that my um, upbringing was more so, you know, making sure that we had good grades also we had to of course respect our elders mm-hmm. um and if you know you were out of line we got popped mm. and i don't mean pop like in the face. okay uh, let, me uh, got, <laughs> yeah, let me reword that you got yeah let me rewrite that you got beaten you know you you know and my parents are from the islands and sometimes the beaten's with a hand as i mean nowadays um CPS would say that's abuse or something to that regards. But that's what, how our parents um, raised me. You know, so if I disrespect, I got a pop on the butt, whether it was with a hand, a belt, however that may be. Um, and it's funny because as an adult now, we will always, me and my cousins, will always joke about it. Remember how we got our backside whooped? We joke about it now as an adult, but of course as a child, you never saw that as fun. You know, so I, looking as an, an adult now, I would say I had a good upbringing. Could my parents have done better? For sure. But you know, as an, a parent myself, you do the best you can with the tools that you know and the knowledge that you have. I'm sure if they knew there was other ways to um, discipline a child, they would have tried that route. Beatings has been something that you do in Jamaica. Like my mom's told me stories of when she went to school, if you misbehave or if you didn't even answer the 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 answer correctly you got a beaten. Mm. so you know like I'm not mad now of course as a child I was but that was more so my upbringing was we had some you know there was definitely a great highlight moment but as a child I'll always get mad at the the beatings I got yeah. <laughs> so, that's that's pretty much it yeah
2: okay okay thank you thanks so you're jumping ahead you got one of our questions out of the way and we appreciate oh. it Oh, you're okay. fine. Do uh, <laughs> you doing the thing? Okay. Let's see, that let y'all know y'all listen. She see she ain't nervous, y'all. But I ain't gonna get on nobody. <laughs> so, what were the roles of your caregivers coming up?
1: So the roles, I would say, they're the the typical traditional roles. My mom was the caretaker. Um, she was the one that I think both me and my sister felt very comfortable going to because she was very loving, very affectionate. And my dad was more rigid, stern, almost kind of like military. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was the provider. So he went out, made the bacon, came home, and paid the bills, paid the mortgage, and all that sort of uh, stuff. So I would say he was more the provider, and my mom was more the nurturer. So it was really like like the typical traditional roles.
2: Thank you, thank you. Do you have any siblings?
1: Yes, I do. I have a younger sister.
2: Okay. This one, okay, How much younger do you mind sharing?
1: Five. We're five years apart.
2: All right, all right. Never. Okay, so y'all never went to school together. So cool, cool, cool.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and going to school, how do you feel so far about your education in life?
1: Jeez. You know, as a, as an adult now, I really want to say and i'm probably gonna get some flack for this but i want to say that i i'm kind of a little disappointed about my education and here's what i mean Mm -hmm. i mean again when my parents came to canada their mindset was you know we really need to make our kids be strong academically they need to get a degree so that if they get a good degree they'll get a good job and so we did that and my first job out of straight out of university was at a call center so I'm mad. I'm more so, I'm happy that I have the knowledge that I have because I, I do think that knowledge is key. So I'm glad that I had the knowledge to know certain things. Like there's definitely some things that I'm still kind of questioning, like really, Pythagorean? What the hell am I going to do with that? But ultimately, I am happy with the education of me learning and having a better understanding of the world, of people, of systems. I'm mad because I was promised a good paying job mm. based on of this degree. So, I'm conflicted,
2: mm. is the word. Hey, hey, this is your thing.
1: I, this, I think the word is conflicted.
2: Okay, we, we can roll with conflicted. Okay, Th- we'll
1: roll with
2: conflicted. Hey, this is the is of Michelle. We will go whatever you feel like. All
1: right. I'm Uh-oh. conflicted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm like, this is not only the American dream. This is the North American dream. American dream, dream right. So I sounds like, okay, okay, right. okay. So, what, well, when did you feel your first sense of responsibility?
1: Like, a real je- great sense of responsibility? I would say when I had my daughter. Mm-hmm. That was like, yeah, because here's the thing. When I had finished university, I didn't have much time to myself. I finished university at 27, no, 26. And within a couple of months, I ended up pregnant with my daughter. So I didn't even get the chance to like, let's go out and travel, let me move out into my own place. I was living with my parents and then boom, now you have to be a parent yourself. Mm. So I think my greatest sense of responsibility was at, when I had my daughter, because now it's like, I'm responsible for somebody else's life. And their well-being and i have to make sure you know that the basic needs aren't met love food shelter and clothes so i would say yeah and that continues on with my other child but that was my <laughs> when i really felt my first sense of responsibility
2: okay, okay. i love it thank you thank you for <laughs> sharing so much with that uh, what was your first job
1: I had a job working at the tender age of 14. Okay. Um, And luckily for me, my mom, my aunt had some connects with some physicians mm-hmm. and they were looking for, I want to say like a clerk. I wouldn't really say a receptionist, I guess. Cause I would replace the receptionist on lunch, but I did a lot of like filing uh, patients documents.
2: Administration work.
1: Administration. Yeah. So we get the documents and if You know, certain documents you have to either put away or they had to be seen by the doctor so that they could call the patient. So that's pretty much what I was doing. And then on the um, um, secretary's breaks, then I would answer the phones, take appointments, whatever. Um, So, yeah, that was my first job. I think I did pretty good for a 14 year old.
2: (laughs) It sounds like you did an excellent job. Okay, (laughs) So going to our next question. What were and what are your beliefs?
1: Beliefs in, 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 in regards to what? Like open-ended question. Okay, open-ended question. Alright, alright. Um beliefs. What are my beliefs? I you know, I used to hear this saying, like, oh, um, we're here for a reason or a purpose, and I'm not too sure. Really, if we're here for a reason or a purpose, but I would like to believe that something um, that we're here for, like we're here for, you know, we have some sort of um, quest that we need to take on our journey that we needed to take on. And we have to maybe touch people's lives a certain way. And, you know, at the end of it, then God calls you home, I guess. So that's, I—you you know, I don't know, I didn't speak to the divine, but I would like to think that we're here for a reason. So I believe that we're here for a reason. Um, The only way I could like explain it is like when Cicely Tyson had passed away, I remember watching her history Mm. and seeing all the things that she's done, the people she's touched, all of that. And I remember the same thing when Mile Angelo died and it, it was crazy to see their story and where they ended up, in the future and then what they've done what they've accomplished and what handprints that they made because like everybody could talk listen i'm canadian and i know maya angela like you they they definitely left a staple so i do believe that you know whether our staples are big and loud like those two women or small and quiet like me and my little podcast you know, I think that we're here for a reason. That's my belief about human and life, and 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 we're here to. I think we're also here to just kind of enjoy it, enjoy and be great. Um, what's the word? I guess have some form of gratitude because you know there are people who unfortunately have less than you. So you know, be gracious, enjoy it, enjoy it like it's um you're taking a ride on the highway. You know, life is a highway.
2: Mm -hmm. Life
0: is a highway.
2: I was about to say, I'm going to put that behind here. (laughs) They don't hear me with their so I got to be careful. I got to be careful.
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
2: So who has been the biggest influence in your life?
1: Oh, wow. I would definitely say it would have to be the women in my family and i'm talking women from my mom to my um uh my aunts definitely my aunts and 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 my cousins my female cousins they really and the reason why is because they really show me the strength of being a woman and how Even though we've got two things against us, which is being a woman and being black, that how they can really persevere. Like I see my cousin killing it, and I'm just in awe. Like, you know, so um, and my aunts too. You know, I am. I I very much I am very much admire them. You know, one of my aunts, her, her husband had passed away years ago, and to see her continue to take life by the horns and be so joyful like almost like there is still life after someone passes and still to enjoy it and then I've got another aunt who's just so like so friendly so accepting so um helpful and, and and I don't know what more to say and my mom and it's really just the women in my family because they really show me, you know, what it is to be a woman and what it is to be a black woman. And they make me see life in more of a positive rather than a negative because I tend to be a little bit more on like I harp on the negative. And I don't mean it in the sense of like, I'm a negative Nancy, more like, oh, my God, we're doomed. <laughs> Kind of <laughs> negativity, <laughs> um, whereas they're like, no, 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 don't see it like that. Don't see it like that. See it as like the glass is full rather than half empty. So, um,
2: yeah, I, I, I rock with it. I feel it. I feel it. Okay, you know, don't, don't, no need to panic over here. We're <laughs> we in <have> good hands <laughs> with it. i
1: always panicking.
2: <laughs> so, if you could recommend a book, a movie. And a television series. What would you recommend?
1: A book. Yes. A mo- I'm looking at my book collection. I'm like, mm, which book will I? A book, a movie, and a television series. Oh boy, that is a good question. And I know this, but I never think. I'm like, ah, oh, I'll, I'll figure it out. I watch so much shows, so much movies.
2: For our Mm. listeners you know the people who be listening out here
1: i'm very much into i know it sounds probably so wrong maybe for some people but i'm very much into documentaries and i know a lot of the documentaries are hard pills to swallow like i was watching oh my god what's his name the black messiah
2: Mm, yes
0: and
1: it's not a documentary it's a movie Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know a lot of black people have a hard time sitting down and watching these things. Yeah. Maybe because
2: That's what I w- Huey P. Newton, if y'all don't know.
1: Yeah. Maybe because I was sheltered most of my childhood life into teenage years. I'm learning black history as an adult. Um.
2: Welcome to everything culture.
1: <laughs> yes. And I will have to give credits where credit's due, too. too. I'm, I'm engaged to somebody who's very pro-Black. Mm-hmm. And so he explains a lot to me, and he tells me a lot. And so I know a lot of people like want to stay away from those type of movies because it is heavy, and I, I, I get it. I sit in it, and it's heavy. I cry, and it hurts. But it's something that I think because my parents wanted to shelter that away from me so much, I know that's something I need to learn. I know nothing about police brutality and it's weird because I grew up in the whitest part of Montreal. Maybe because I'm a female. But so I would say movie, uh, The Black Messiah. Um, documentary. I can't remember the name of the documentary. It's on Netflix. And I really, really enjoy Oh. Oh man, I have to I have to find the name of it. Basically the the storyline is about um, pretty much a scammer who managed to create a company and scam people billions of dollars off of crypto and truth story, it's a Canadian company. Mm. Crazy. I can't remember the name, but it's on Netflix. It just came out. And I think that kind of like really stuck with me just because if you look at it, it's one of those situations where you were very much deceived by um, the way somebody looked, you thought he was nerdy and all of that, and anyways, I have to figure out the name of this. And I got
2: trust no one. The hunt for trust.
1: The yes, that's it. Trust no one. The hunt hunt for the crypto king. I highly suggest it, especially for people who are investing. Always do your research because, oh, the, like people lost millions. Like I'm never seeing that money back again. And I think that's the season that I'm in right now, and is. Investment, so I guess maybe that's why I really. Anyways, that's that's a sh- uh, documentary you can watch. Um, and in
2: terms of Sound books, like did So we got a movie, a docu series, and now we're at a book. Okay. A book, yeah, right.
1: A uh, book. I have books here, and a lot of books. You know, I haven't got to finish reading. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many books. I'm a collect- a collector of books. Okay, Okay. So, right now, the book that I'm I'm enjoying the most is Gabrielle Union's We're Gonna Need More Wine.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: I'm enjoying that very much. And I get it. It's more so a story about her. But it really... I don't know. I guess it really explains who she was at the time before before this book. Like, I always got Mean Girl Energy vibes from her. Mm. And reading this book, you kind of understand why, where she came from, and why she, she may gave off that vibe. Maybe she is, maybe she was a mean girl. I don't know. I don't remember the woman. But um, I just enjoy how she explained her childhood, also raising, being a stepmom, so this was before she had her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the challenges and that she faced as a stepmother. So yeah, those are the three facts. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Maybe I need to have Gabriella Union on.
1: <laughs> Man. Thank
2: you for her.
1: You should. Shoot your shot, Drake, because you'd never know. I, I gotta got... Try. I got to try. You know? Shoot your shot. I got... I took a chance in... I mean, he's not like Grappin Union, but... but I got a famous Canadian YouTuber to be on one of our episodes. So.
2: Well, you know, I'd be dribbling all the time. (laughs) I'd pull up on them. You know, that's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start taking shots. But thank you. Thank you. No problem. If you could call three people, any three people, you know, here, no longer here, fictional, um, actual reality you've met that you have a great relationship with, you name it. Who are the three people you make a phone call to and have a conversation with?
1: Okay. So the first one would be my grandmother. And the reason, and she, she's no longer with us. Uh, She passed away when I was like four. But the reason is because I see the relationship that my children have with their grandmothers. And I didn't have that. So I'd love to have a conversation with her, maybe Kiki, laugh a little bit, get to know her, you know her story, ask if my mom was an ideal daughter, was she a <laughs> troublemaker, you know, um, and maybe even just kind of, just really kind of get some sort of connection to my mom's grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one two would be just because everybody knows like i i'm obsessed <laughs> i want to <laughs> talk with michelle obama okay i'm obsessed it's it's a problem i have her book i'm waiting, like it's a problem um but michelle, more,
2: michelle. okay I
1: mean, <laughs> you know i didn't even think of that <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> another
2: michelle
1: <laughs> um just because i just find that she holds such wisdom and knowledge and i feel like i could have a conversation with her about parenting because girl i got questions
0: that <laughs> need answers
1: and you know of course i have other questions as well and i'm i mean most of her um my, most of my questions have been answered through watching her movies or a docu-series or but i just kind of want to pick her brain and really get to you know know michelle and unhinged but away from the cameras and just have like Intellectual conversations with her. Got it. So, my grandmother, my um, uh, Michelle, and the third one would be. Hmm. I'm not too sure who the third one would be. Yeah, I don't think I have a third one. I just think it's those two.
2: Now? Hey, <laughs> this is the makers of Michelle. If you have your, your granny and you have Michelle, Michelle Obama. Obama. That's what we I should with. have
1: a Canadian one. That's not right, Michelle.
2: You should have a Canadian. Hey, no, hey, <laughs> we can come back to it, and we <laughs> come back if you think of somebody. Okay, right, we will link that right back to it. Sure. Uh, what was it? What was an, an impactful moment in your life?
1: Mm, gosh, impactful in my life. I'm feel like i'm still living uh, i can't say i've had like some like i'm just trying to think i've had many things that have impacted me, but was there anything like really that stood out i don't think so Uh mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say like multiple, like small little things that have impacted my life, but nothing that has stood out. Um, Again, one of them being motherhood, that has really impacted me and um, the way that I see life and maybe the way I move throughout my spaces. So motherhood is definitely one thing. Um, Also being an adult, oh, jeez. Y'all didn't tell me it's so expensive around here. Uh, Um, Somebody told me. (laughs) That has definitely impacted me. Just, you know, what is it like to have to constantly cook, clean, pay bills? Mm. Um, But I would say, like, small things have impacted me. But uh, I embrace it because it makes me who I am.
2: Exactly. So, okay, love it. If you had a theme song,
1: <laughs>
2: okay. What would it be?
1: This is a song. La 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 la. Elmo's not uh,
2: <laughs> Oh God, a theme Those, song. That was low key a bop, though. <laughs> that's his song, though. That's Elmo's song. But that's
1: Elmo's song. Okay, no. Uh, but okay, so does my theme song have to be already made or have to create one?
2: Either way, like, okay. thing, like what's what, when you wake up in the morning and you. Yeah, putting on your glasses, brushing your teeth, you know, getting ready for the day, stepping out, what song plays, you know? Comes
1: to my mind. Yeah.
2: Um If you had I a sitcom it, like it,
1: <laughs> Yeah, my life would be a sitcom. Honest honest to god, it'd be a sitcom. Um It would be um in terms of theme songs, it would be DeMarco's I Love My Life, which is a reggae too
2: mm, okay
1: so it, yeah I would say that because I mean I do love it it's, it's great I'm enjoying this ride um, or it would be I have the song in my head, but I'm like where where's that theme song from
2: Come on, let's harmonize give me a little song.
1: I think it's Full House the Full House theme song Na, 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 na. Yeah, that's
2: full house. That's full okay. house. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That came to my mind. Um if it well, wasn't the Full
2: a- House song and the Family Matter song kinda go Okay, let me stop. I you go know, matters matters matters.
1: And you know what's funny? Family Matters did pop in my head, but why did the Full House song come up? Yeah. So yeah. I saw the people, but the song was different.
2: No, no, you ain't on, you ain't the no one with that. I fell into that too. No. How <laughs> do you or how would you define joy?
1: Oh, gosh. I am probably the worst person to define joy because every day joy is different for me. One day joy is me eating a cannoli and I'm like, oh my God, this is heaven. This is joy. And then the next day I'm like some philosophical explanation and probably like looking into Plato and uh, all those like Greek... <laughs> theories about like life. So every day is different for me. If I could just sum up joy, obviously joy is what is everybody defines joy differently. Mm -hmm. I would just say it is the moments that you share with people. Um, that are the most memorable in terms of joy. So spending time with people um, or spending time by yourself, but you know, joy is almost kind of being centered and at peace with yourself and at peace with the world around you. And just more so maybe like taking care of yourself and finding things that make you feel good So whether that's humor Whether that's a workout But I think joy is definitely defined Differently for everybody What's joyful for me might not be joyful for another Like I don't know anybody Who wouldn't want a cannoli That's just weird um, But Joy joy for me right now is a cannoli
2: okay. Okay. So Put it there Okay <laughs> That's going to that. be the hashtag Joy is cannoli <laughs> All right <laughs> So, what privileges do you benefit from?
1: Oh, I have female privileges. I I I ain't got white girl female privileges, but I got some female privileges. I'm still trying to figure out what those privileges are, but I know they're there. Um, And I say that because growing up, a lot of my friends were white. And you could really see the privileges that they had being white you know getting out of speeding tickets let me try let, let me tell you i learned i don't have that privilege
0: <laughs>
1: i learned that when i got stopped for the first time <laughs> from a cop and i tried the because a lot of my girls girls just cry you get yourself out of a ticket these are white girls telling me this yeah 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 oh my god i'm so sorry yo let me tell you you gave me that ticket no
2: <laughs> bring yourself up man do better
1: so, I know I have privileges. I know I don't have that degree of privilege. So, I'm still trying to figure out what that privilege I have is. Um, I think younger me, I would say I had pretty girl privilege. Um, before I had kids, I, I I looked good, man. I looked good. I had, like, a Coca-Cola body. And so, I would say I had privileges in the sense of, like, whenever guys wanted to get with me, I kind of like, um, you know, I want whatever that may be, and I would get it. Mm. Um, so I know I had some form of pretty girl privilege back then.
2: I appreciate um, you owning up to it. I appreciate <laughs> you owning up to it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I kind of melt that. No, that's,
2: and that's one of the reasons why we asked this question here, but we appreciate it.
1: Yes.
2: Okay. Uh, when did you realize you were different?
1: Gosh, probably in grade, was it grade one or grade two? Immediately when I started school. I noticed I was there. For one, like I said, it's Montreal's a predominantly white area. You could literally count the black people in your class, like one, two, three. Yeah. Um, so automatically I knew because I went from maybe being at home with my mom to being in a school. And that's when I automatically knew that I was different. For one, I didn't have the same hair textures as these other people, didn't have the same skin color as these other people. And so at that moment, I realized that I was, I was different. And then, of course, you know, they're asking, um, you know, where, where are your parents from? And at the time, you don't think of these things. But, like, looking back on it, you're like, huh, this could have been a microaggression. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, you tell them Jamaica and they automatically, Yama, smoke the ganja. And you're like, okay. <laughs> what?
2: what <laughs>
1: exactly what um also you know you get the typical oh you're pretty for a black girl mm. so you knew you were different
0: mm.
1: um they made it they they made it a point to remind you that you ain't like the rest of us so i would say the moment i started um in the elementary school is when i knew i was different
2: wow oh, wow wow Hmm. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Grayly no problem. Greatly appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, how do your family not only recognize, but celebrate death? Like, what's the process when someone passes?
1: I can't even say it's celebrate, but we definitely grieve and we grieve hard. I know in Jamaica, it's before, I don't think we do it here in Canada, but let's say someone passes in Jamaica, we go back home, they, they get a goat <laughs> and they Pretty much kill it. Um, I'm not going to go into details. Imagine how you will how they kill it, but you're there when they kill the goat. And essentially, they have kind of like a party. I wouldn't say it's like like you're you're throwing confetti and woo. It's more so like a, a, a party where you kind of remember the person who passed, and you you might drink and maybe chuckle at the moments that you might have. Um, And then you eat food, you know. And we, you might say something about the person, like you know. I remember, I remember remember Dalton, and when he did this, 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 and maybe a couple of you know, um, embarrassing stories that Dalton probably wishes you never said. But hey, you know, um, (laughs) exactly. You know, pictures circulate of them with the the deceased. so yes, it is a somber moment, but it's not heavy. Like you know, you're going to a funeral and everyone's like maybe bawling their eyes out. Um, it is, it is supposed to be a rather light-hearted party, but nothing like what. Like it's not like a frat party. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. R.I.P. Dalton. <laughs> you no, know, we had good times. All right. <laughs> Let's see. Who do you trust?
1: I trust, uh, definitely my fiance because he has a really good sense of judgment, character. Um, so I definitely trust him. I tr- like, okay. If we're saying trust, like if this was like, I was single, mom, who do you trust to, um, take me on a? D- I don't trust her on that. Because she has we don't have the same taste than men, so no. Okay. <laughs> but okay. for anything else, I trust her. Uh, she's my mom. She obviously knows what's best for me. Just not the dating department because that's a no. Okay. Um, I trust my sister. I trust my cousin as well,
2: my uh, closest cousin. And so yeah. Good to have people that. Yes. That you trust in your life.
1: That's yes. Beautiful.
2: All right. If you can work any job, any occupation, but you were wealthy, money was not an issue. What and, would it be? But you have to have one job, one thing you had to do. What would it be?
1: I don't know. I'm conflicted. Mm. I'm conflicted because when I was younger, I always wanted to be a lawyer. Mm. Um, and it's funny because those thoughts have kind of resurfaced lately. Like, should I go back to school and maybe become a lawyer? Um, but on the other side, I enjoy conversations and I enjoy talking with people and learning. So I would say a TV show host.
0: So
2: we are uh, podcasters.
1: Exactly. So I'm conflicted. One is the, the, the whole aspect of, you know, ha- um, going into courts and winning case and that kind of thing always. I was good at debating. I don't have now, but I used to be a very good debater. Um, and now I guess it's just more conversations and listening to people's stories and, you know, really sitting with it to learn from them and see how maybe is there anything that is just teaching me and how I could apply this to me. So I would say journalism now. So a TV show host. All right. All right. Love it. Love it.
2: Love
1: it. The next Oprah.
2: The next Oprah. How about you just be... The Michelle, how about that? I'll
1: be the Michelle. Hey man, the Michelle show would be great.
2: <laughs> no, no, don't try to be somebody else, be you.
1: baby
2: okay. that's true. And, and that's why we're doing the makings of Michelle, you feel me? That's why we're here for. This ain't the makings of anybody else, it's the makings <laughs> of you, alright? That's right. So, when was the last time you cried?
1: Uh, was it was... It's so funny because I remember hearing this question. I'm like, I got the answer now to tell you. I'm like, oh God, when was it? I do remember the feeling of what it was. It was just... It was a time that I was at church and I think the Spirit just took me and I just started crying. So it was was a time that I was at church. I just don't know if it was like a week ago, two weeks ago, a while ago, a month ago. But it was um, definitely at church. I don't know. The Spirit just took me and I started bawling. So...
2: Won't he do it? Okay.
1: Won't
2: he will. <laughs> thank you for sharing. Okay. You got five more questions. You are Wow. Okay. You know, thank you so much. Once again, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, they and them. This is the makings of Michelle with Everything Culture. Y'all make sure to tune in. Y'all can listen to this anywhere you can hear a podcast or you can watch this on YouTube. And make sure to check out a shot of melanin as well. But we're going getting ready for our next question, and that is, Michelle, mm-hmm. two options. Okay. Would you rather go back in time, at the age you're at now, go back in time and talk to your younger self, or have your future self, let's say 30 years in the future, come and talk to you now? Which one would you prefer? You got to pick one of the two.
1: I don't know. Oh, let's see. Okay. I feel like me going back to my younger self, I wouldn't listen to me. So I think I would want my future self to come to me because i i was a very stubborn, hard-headed kid. I feel like I'm going to hear a yell saying, "Somebody, you're still stubborn." <laughs> but, um, I was very stubborn. I—I I, I did things my way. It was my way of the highway. So I feel like if I went back, current me going back to past me, trying to you know explain some things Uh that michelle is not listening so i am more open to listening to people now so i would say my future self to come
2: to me now okay okay love it how do you relax
1: i sleep a lot (laughs) when you have two younger kids oh lord you know and my kids are under six and two and you know the two-year-old wakes up at night, or my six-year-old has nightmare. I relax by sleeping. Um, maybe if I have some extra um, cash on me, maybe going to get my nails done, my hair did. Yeah, yeah, I'm that girl. Oh. <laughs> hair done, nails done, going to the spa. And just, my favorite thing when I was in Montreal, they used to have a lot of spa centers, a lot of wellness, and it used it was more so like you're out with nature and that used to be my thing. So you go out, you kind of Zen in these big pools and you're out and there's the trees and you hear the birds and that would really, but here in Toronto, they don't have that. So yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. Love it. Get you some rest, get you a little bit of spa in nature. We appreciate that. All right. All right. (laughs) What's a quote that you live by?
0: Oh
1: gosh. Um, one quote that particularly stands out to me, um, was, I think it was a grade seven or grade, no, grade nine teacher. And he would always say, go big or go home. Um, so that one definitely stands out to me, go big or go home. So when people say I'm extra, I'm like, I'm going big because one day God's going to call me home. So I'm going to go big.
2: Mm, I love and it.
1: And if you can't handle it, then you know, I you know the saying, different strokes for different folks. Just mm-hmm. carry along. <laughs> you don't have to stay here. You?
0: Um
1: exactly. So I would say go big or go home. And I mean that in the sense of no matter what you're doing, go do go all out. Do it. Because for one, you never know when you're gonna see that opportunity come again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Also, you don't wanna live in the point of what ifs, mm. right? So, ah oh, shoot, I should have done it this way, or what if I did it? Or da da da. da. Just go, just do it. Go big. Just do it, Nike. <laughs> hey,
2: you you <laughs> throwing them out though. You throwing them out there. Okay, okay. Yeah. See. My favorite question: your last meal. What would it be and who would prepare it for you?
1: Boy. My last meal would have to be. Oh my god, my mom's gonna hate me for this. <laughs> My last meal would have to be chicken and jollof rice from my um, my fiance's mom, because she makes a wicked jollof rice. And I don't want anybody coming here. My, my That side of the family is Ganyan. So as of right now, Ganyans make the best jollof. I don't know about Nigerians, but Ghana makes the best jollof. And I would want jollof as my last meal because that is so good. <laughs>
2: I never had
1: it. It is so good. I. If you I hear have, about
2: it all the time, though.
1: If you had, if you could find an African restaurant, and maybe compare the two, and then you could come back and tell me between Nigerian jollof and Ghana jollof. I'll hear a scream very soon that says Nigerian jollof isn't worth it. But <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, but when I bring, I have to bring somebody Nigerian on the show so we can have that. They and
1: and they're gonna argue. They're going like, listen. I'm not and I'm telling you I'm not Nigerian. I'm not Ghanaian, but I have a friend who's Nigerian and my partner is Ghanaian. And it's always this when it comes to jollof. Always. <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of
2: like it's like grits with sugar and butter and sauce Yes. Thong
1: yes. Thong. yes. Exactly gotcha. like this. They're gotcha. like I'm like, "Oh my gosh. Is that would be my last meal. It would be if not the chicken, just the Jalop rice. That would be my last supper."
2: Okay, I got to check it out now. The show. All right, what is your favorite holiday?
1: I don't want to copy Melissa. (laughs) Um, I'm like, that's not a holiday, so you can't say that. I was going to say my birthday, but it's not a holiday. uh,
0: (laughs) That's
2: my favorite.
1: (laughs) Right? Um, I think my favorite holiday would have to be New Year's. Oh, okay, okay. And the reason why is because you know, you could use that time to reflect on the year that you had, and create a vision for the year that you're going into. Vision boards. <laughs> so, uh, yeah.
2: Noted, noted. I got to do an episode about vision boards.
1: <laughs> oh yes, I, did one I created one
2: elementary schools. So okay.
1: <laughs> yes, and you could do them now as adults. There's so much, and and you don't even have to get like the the typical like canvas paper.
2: No, like, I'm on social media. I be seeing, like, brown women doing whole vision board parties with their friends and all that. I'm like, I love, that's cute.
0: Yes, right?
2: I'm happy they're having fun with one another, you know? Guys, we're not doing that. I know.
1: I wish you guys would, you know, create the vision for yourself or whatever year that is.
2: You know, like, a lot of guys I know, we don't plan a lot. We just do it, you know? Yeah, Uh, that's true. No, we don't calculate. We just go ahead and jump, you know? We don't think where we want to land. We just want to get out there. And I think it, but we, that's why we need each other. But that's a discussion for another day. Okay, okay. So we got two more questions. All right. One, how would you want people to remember you?
1: Uh so funny because I had a conversation with my mom about that. Um, because we're talking about, like, in the event that I pass, what mm-hmm. do I want? And I said, I want people to remember me as somebody who had fun and was funny and laughed and really enjoyed life. I don't want people to remember like remember me like in my my sorrow, my pain or my my um struggles. I never want that. I was a fun person. Like remember me for the fun, kooky, corny, crazy, weird, wild person that I I am. And just have fun and that's how I want people to remember me.
2: Okay. Love it, love it, love it. It's unique that you brought up your mom. It's going to be your last question.
0: Oh, okay.
2: It's kind of a two-party, so... What are you doing different than your parents? And what changes are you trying to see in your culture?
1: What am I doing different? Oh, God, I'm doing a lot of things different. I'm like... 4-1, definitely no traditional gender roles up here. Okay. So, both me and my fiancé cook, both me and my fiancé work, pay bills, um both of us are sharing child duties. Um so that is definitely something gone. Um also the way we parent is different. It's so funny because sometimes you don't realize um the way generational trauma just keeps going. Mm. And I just thought, you know, my parents beat me. I'm going to be my kids. It wasn't even like, let's think of other options. It just kind of kept going down. And I was like, well, we'll we'll just continue it. I just, if it wasn't for my partner saying, no, I'm not doing that. I got it. You got it. Do we want that for our kids? And I'm like, well, my parents did it. You know, when you have that mindset of my parents did it. I came out fine. You came out fine. Why not? (laughs) But I think um, he definitely challenged me to think outside of the box.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I would say um, parenting is different. Um, so the way, um, I think also maybe the way we see, well, the way we see kind of money Whereas my mom kind of saw money as men only did that. They got the bread and butter. I don't see that. Like, I have career goals and aspirations. So I don't see it like, oh, you make the bacon and I'll just sit here.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: so, um, yeah, that's definitely something I would say that's different. Like, my mom to this day finds it weird when we talk about 50 50, like, 50 50. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, in her times, those wonder years, you know, was always the man. So when I tell her, like, I'm taking him out for dinner, she's like, <laughs>
2: That's he, like blows my Yeah,
1: she's like, Excuse me? Yeah. Okay.
2: Um,
1: and then what was the other part of the question?
2: What changes do you want to see in your culture?
1: I would love. To see more acceptance in terms of people in the lgbtq 2 plus. I don't know if I said that all right because it's always a tongue twister for me.
2: LGBTQIA plus. Thank you. I know it's like 2S. It's some additions, but I, I got I'm gonna throw that plus on because I don't want to.
1: Yeah, r- ruffle any feathers. Um, people know that a lot of Jamaicans are homophobic. It's still very much a thing out there. Um, and I would love for my people to just, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself kind of situation. So, um, I would definitely love to see that change in the culture because I, I was remember following a YouTuber and he's originally from Jamaica and he had to leave Jamaica for one, of course, you, you have better opportunities in the A a hundred percent get that. Um, but he also mentioned, um, you know the lack of acceptance for people who are of that. So, uh, and he is. I think he said he's gay. So I said, yeah, that's definitely something I would love.
2: All right, we love that. We appreciate this, Mimi. You have finished your gauntlet. Some people make that <laughs> of the makings of you with everything culture. Hey, we appreciate you. You know, we've learned so much about you. You know, you always hop in and have conversations with us um, when we're on Twitter, on Spaces, on Friday nights. And um, I, we look forward to having more conversations with you in the future as well and having you come back yeah. on the show. You are a Canadian representative right yes, now. let let you know that. Yeah. Um, so, if the audience, if our listeners, if our viewers, if they're trying to find you mm-hmm. on social media, where can people find you if you're trying to be found?
1: <laughs> yes, I am trying to be found. So you can follow me on Twitter, which is A-S-O-M underscore podcast. Um, you could also follow me on Instagram at Ashada Melanin. We're also on Facebook. Um, I do have a TikTok account Am my consistent No, as Jake is nodding his head, I'm not consistent. I don't find myself that creative. I try Um, on TikTok. You can find me at V underscore XOX. V is my my middle name is Vanessa, and I'm like I don't want to do Vanessa, so it's V. Um, And I think that's it. I'm deleting some of my other ones. Like I had Snapchat. I was like I only use it for the filters.
2: Oh, okay I feel you, I feel you. but and she may forget but make sure to check out a shot of melanin as well you know anywhere you can listen to a podcast just type in, in google go to spotify um apple Podcasts. y'all are not on youtube correct
1: not yet but get ready for it and i would definitely say that if anybody is looking to listen to us we are looking at ex- uh, extending our into youtube uh we don't have a date yet we're not too sure Let gonna me be For our next season because we're currently in season three so for is it going to be for season four or season five so the best way to find out would be to follow me
2: Mm, hello
1: and um and then from there we would put down all of our we also like me drake um and uh shannon greg we did an episode on cancel closure, in which i do have the video so it might get dropped into youtube world um but uh, again you have to call us and we will let you know for sure
2: hey let us know what we can help and always you know i'm drake mr d713 with everything culture you'll find us anywhere you listen to a podcast um you can find us on youtube if you're trying to see us we're on instagram we're on twitter we're on spotify we're on tiktok facebook we're all over the place but hey you know We really appreciate y'all's support. Oh, and don't forget to go to www.everythingculture.com. We're there as well. But I want to say thank you again, Michelle. Appreciate you so much. And hey, everyone, listen, season four is coming very, very soon. So y'all just hold tight. We'll be with y'all in a moment. But I want to say thank you all again. God bless and peace. Bye. Good good people. It's your host, Drake, the Mr. D713 with Everything Culture. Just letting you know, thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Makings of You. We greatly appreciate your support. We look forward to more support in season four. Make sure you check out www.everythingculture.com for our new merchandise as well as check out all of our social media sites from Tumblr twitter instagram facebook and tiktok and ig we're all over we greatly appreciate your support and we look forward to seeing y'all in the next episode peace